This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. Welcome to the This is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is bringing old baggage to new relationships. That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how to feel comfortable dating after a breakup, and the myth of happily ever after. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know if all guys are cheaters, I mean, I hope not, (laughs) and another whose boyfriend is convinced she is going to cheat on him. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on? Um, So I have a follow-up, actually. Always fun and exciting. Uh, You guys may remember a few episodes ago, actually almost like a year ago, uh, on the episode Helping Friends Through a Breakup, I talked about how an astrologer once told me that I'm a monglic. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. So a refresher for those that don't, uh, it's a Hindu astrology slash superstition thing, and it means basically that I'm a monglic, and if I marry a non-monglic, it could be disastrous. It says people who believe in this superstition think that monglic brides will cause their husband's early death, and to prevent that... Um, I would have to be married to a tree, an animal, or an animate object first. And then, like, my death powers would basically be transferred onto, like, the, to the tree banana rather than to Ian. Um, which so made, let's marry you to a banana, I guess? Well, so, I mean, I, this I'm This all being sounds married. bullshit. It, of course it's bullshit. But, it, uh, you know, I am a little superstitious. And I, I do have friends marrying me. So, like, my friend is officiated anyway. So I could just be like, hey, Stephen, can you just real quick marry me to this plant and then just just to be safe but a few of our listeners actually reached out um about this that like knew a little bit more about astrology and monglicks and all that and both of them really set my mind at ease um so first of all our listener r reached out and she said that she's also a monglick um she uh is Indian and her family is really into astrology and getting horoscopes and everything so they've been going to this astrologer for a while um and she said she was nervous, but she did her own research. And she says a monglic is just somebody who has Mars in a certain house. And at least 40 to 50% of the world are monglics. So the odds are, if the odds are that high, that means that 40 to 50% of people are expected to have disastrous marriages. Which, which is true because 50% well, of people, 50% of marriages end in divorce. So that's not actually true. But they don't result in the unexpected death of your partner. Okay. Which is more concerning almost than divorce. So she says also the idea of marrying a tree has caused a lot of controversy in India alone. It is perceived to be extremely regressive. And if you look it up, there's a famous actress that did this before she got married and she got a lot of flack for it. It's said to be sexist because it's generally the woman who are told to marry the tree for the sake of ensuring the husband's remain in good health. And I guess the husband doesn't have to do anything so that's good. But then even better is that our other listener, Madison, who is an aspiring astrologer, reached out and she told me that she found out that the effects of being a monglic subside around 28. So I've Thank God you're out. such an old bitty. I'm an old bride and that means that my husband will die of natural causes and not from me. 
So I feel good. I, I feel good to hear from another Monglik. I feel good to hear that I've aged out of murdering. For somebody that's so against woo-woo stuff, you are surprisingly very susceptible to astrology and fortune tellers. I know. And it's like part like I really do think it's bullshit. I don't believe it, but it's also I'm like But you do. But I'm like, well, if if I just I don't want to risk it. If it means if it's as simple as just marrying a tree, like it can't hurt. Why not? I won't go out of my way to do it, but if it's easy for me to just be like, I do. Fair enough. Then I will do it. Just that's how much I care about Ian. Yep. So sweet. <laughs> he should so be beautiful. honored. Um but yeah, astrology, wild, wild. I'll make sure in my speech at your wedding to say she almost married a tree for you. She did marry a tree. It's going to happen. And I'll do it without explanation. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ian is not aware of my Mungliki's diagnosis. He doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. Uh, no, he doesn't. So he has no idea. Um, yeah, he will be my second marriage, though, technically. After I marry a plant. Um, what are you up to, Laura? Okay, so Nick went to go hang out with one of his bro friends recently, who's a friend of mine too. And when he got back, let's call the friend Eric. Okay. I was like, oh, how's Eric doing? Because I knew that Eric had just broken up with his girlfriend. And he uh, he was like, yeah, he's good. He was dating this girl for a while, but uh, things just ended. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. What happened? And he's like, well, he was dating this girl for a few months. And Eric's like a really great guy, like uh, has a, fantastic career is nice did improv so he's he's creative slash he's got a very like serious stable career he's just an overall nice human being who cares about the world like great catch cute dude love eric um i'm like oh that's such a bummer why did things end he's like well he really liked the girl but they or woman i don't know maybe saying i shouldn't say girl (laughs) he really liked the woman but after a few months, she started saying, you know, like, well, like, where is this going? What are we? Like, are you thinking about marriage? Like, I just want to know that that's like a possibility. And he's like, whoa, I I mean, I don't, I like you or I wouldn't be still dating you, but like, I don't know. That's why we're dating to right. kind of see what we think of each other and see where things go. And that wasn't good enough for her. She kind of kept asking and kind of had a lot of anxiety. So he was at some point he was just like, I, I this is a bummer because I really do like you, but uh, we got to break up. And so he broke up with her because of that. And I think this is just such a great story for listeners to hear about because it's so sad. And he really did like her and she really did like him, but she had a lot of anxiety. And it's it's not fair because I, I hate it. This is such a cliche for that happens with a lot of women that – it's the woman that's like, do you like me? Are you going to marry me at three months? And I'm like, why? why? You should be wondering the same about the guy. You should be thinking like, okay, do I see a future with this guy? Is this the type of guy I'd want to be married to? And at three months, you're still t- learning so much about each other and you're figuring each other out. And he was pretty, he was exclusive with her. So that's just very obvious that, okay, this person likes you. They wouldn't continue to be dating you if they didn't potentially see a future with you. So why are you putting pressure and saying the marriage word at three months when you just started dating someone? I get it. You're in like your late 20s, early 30s. Like there's just a lot more pressure on relationships, but but nobody knows if you're going to – that would be like getting engaged at three months. It, you can't – and he could tell you he, – he could have told her, yes, you know, I I, I see that as a possibility. And But then that's 
like access some like weird promise or guarantee right. that he can't make it three months. So it's just a stupid fucking question because his mind could change at six months. It could change at any point. That's the whole point of dating is that you're, you learn about each other and then decide if marriage is something you both want. Like a better question would be like, Hey, I really like you and think you're cool. And like, I'm glad we're dating. I just want to know is like marriage and kids even something that you want in the long distance future. I don't know if that's with me or it might be someone else, but I really like you. Is that something you even want? That's a more appropriate question. Yes. Cause somebody might say, I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe in kids. And then you might want to break up with them. Totally. But to say like juicy marriage with me and it's to like, keep doing it sounds like she did it more than yeah. Once. Why would you? That's the stupidest question ever. He doesn't. Obviously, the answer is yes if he wants to get married at all, and that and the answer is also no because he doesn't know yet. And they were exclusive because I get it. Three months being a little anxious about like what are we currently? Yeah, he wasn't dating anyone else. He was just dating her. But yeah, to to jump the gun to marriage at three months is scary. If if a guy did that to me, I would probably not want to keep seeing them exactly it's like a red flag it's like why are you but you know why what? are you also also why are you so sure about me that right makes you feel desperate like you should be you should be trying to figure me out am i the kind of person that you want to spend every single day with for the next like 50 years you, like after three months you know that what yeah but you know you never know this might tie in with this week's theme about baggage from prior relationships like maybe she was with somebody for a long time and then they like, like, you know, four years in, we're like, oh, by the way, I don't believe in marriage. And she got burned. And now she's like paranoid about it. But that's why the believing in marriage is an appropriate question. The do you want to marry me? Like, exactly. do you see this is not an appropriate question in exactly. my mind. Exactly. I agree. All right. We hope, uh, we hope that story is enlightening to some of you. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We'd like to thank our sponsor, HoneyBook. As a creative business owner, you know how to make your clients look good, but who's helping you look good? With HoneyBook, you can take on the day knowing everything is in one place. So you stay organized and always look professional. Profesh, that's how you want to look. Yeah, it's true. If you're starting a business, I'm sure there, you have no lack of ideas. It's really just like the businessy end of things that trip people up. So that's, I mean, that's what stops me from, from like launching my cool dog store I've always dreamed of. <laughs> Of starting? Yeah, same. And I would work there if you started it. So maybe you need to get HoneyBook, Laura. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners, like, you know, small dog business owners. Uh, that cool want, dog, cool dog, co small cool dog business owners that want to consolidate services they already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and Mailchimp. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work. They have easy to use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices, and they also have e-signatures and built-in automation to save you time and get you paid faster. I'm so glad companies like this exist that make it possible for people to have a small business, be an entrepreneur and not deal with all the ish that stops them from being creative. Right now, HoneyBook's offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash single. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash single for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? So I found a story on Elite Daily that I thought went well with our theme this week. It's Here's How to Feel More Comfortable Dating After a Breakup by Tai Sanusi. 
Um, Tai interviewed Susan Winter, who is a relationship expert, and she just had a, a few tips for how to feel more comfortable. Number one, she said, part of figuring out what's holding you back from enjoying singledom is making sure you're actually ready to start dating again. Like you might still be hung up on your ex and thinking that like just getting back out there is the right answer, but you're still processing what happened in your old relationship. So you'll, she says, you'll know you're ready to date again when the thought of meeting somebody new excites you, I guess, rather than like stresses you out. I think that's good advice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number two, she says, once you're ready to date, planning out how you want to talk about your past relationship with dates can help you manage any lingering discomfort. Obviously, your new date will want to know like how and why your, your last relationship ended. Just be careful not to talk too angrily about your ex yes. if things did end bad you know try to look at it through a glass half full be like yeah even if you got cheated on or the person was just a total piece of shit like there was something about you like that you liked about them at some point nobody wants it's just a bad look it's like at job interviews they say you know when they ask you about your last job and why you want to leave don't be like my boss like fucking bitch you know <laughs> right you don't want to say that because no. People worry if that's how you're going to talk about your current job or your new job or the, or the new person you're dating. So just say, yeah, it didn't really work out. You know, he kind of had a wandering eye, but um, I don't know. Just just brief, be careful how you frame your, your yes. ex. Yes. And she said, like, even if it is messy, making it clear that you're over it is really important. Yes. Um, yeah. So that you're like clean slate, ready to move on to a new relationship and won't hold that other person's transgressions against the new person. It's like a good way to start a new relationship. And finally, she just says, stay positive. Oh, that's, I, I jumped the gun. This is basically <laughs> what yeah. I, my, my little rant I just went yeah. on. Yeah, she says it's easy to feel jaded after a bad breakup, but succumbing to negative thought patterns can have a huge impact on future relationships. So just because it didn't last doesn't mean you didn't do a good job. You should have confidence moving forward and believe in yourself and try and stay positive. All that jazz. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's helpful. You want to know what I've been reading? Yes. So I've been reading The Cut. You know I love The Cut. This is an article by Rhonda Gerlich, and I love this piece. It's Meghan Markle and the Myth of Happily Ever After. There's a reason fairy tales end at the wedding. Now, maybe I clicked on this headline and loved it because I obviously just wrote a book that came out yesterday. Woohoo! Called Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and other feminist fairy tales. So... If you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting a lot about the book coming out. And then I saw this article and I, when I love reading anything about Meghan Markle because it does feel so close to my heart because I've been writing about fairy tales and how bullshit the myth of that happily ever after is and how as young women, we are taught that we need to marry a prince, a rich prince, and he's going to save us from all of our troubles and right. everything will be wonderful. And clearly... Um, it's, it's not, complicated her it, life. It's quite com- a bit. It's complicated her life and like made things really hard. So let me tell you what Rhonda said. She said, from the beginning, the media's version of Megan's saga has honed very closely to the classic Cinderella story, which has remained constant for centuries. A poor, ill-dressed, but beautiful maiden tolls a toils at dreary tasks oppressed by her cruel stepmother and stepsisters a handsome prince falls in love and transforms her into a princess and he whisks her away from her sad existence and grants her a lifetime of happiness um so megan markle this kind of seemed to be her story granted she wasn't you know uh, a poor maiden 
doing dreary tasks. She she was had, just on suits. She was on suits, though, which, you know, she was like B-list celebrity-ism right. <laughs> and uh, certainly not princess royalty. But, you know, it was, she was painted as an outsider, a commoner American, biracial, divorce. She didn't have an evil stepmother, but she had very troublesome relatives. Mm-hmm. She had this embarrassing father and a vindictive half-sister. And Harry, like Prince Charming, he saw all past that, just like just like, you know, Prince Charming. And he rescued her from salaried employment at her family and mid-level celebrity. And then she was catapulted into global mega princess stardom. But this is why I wrote my book, <laughs> is that these fairy tales need to get retold. And she did not get her happily ever after because... There's a reason fairy tales end at the wedding, because what happens after that? Once the storybook wedding is over, and after a few thousand pics of Megan in all these amazing fascinators, the narrative changed, and everybody turned on her. She was harassed. She was stalked. She was criticized. Her parenting skills were criticized, and uh, it, the narrative changed, Yeah, right? Yeah. Have you been following the story? I have. And it's so crazy to me that people get so worked up about Meghan Markle and like criticizing her for for the choices that they're making when it's like you don't know her life any more than you know any other celebrity's life. So for for people to sit there and be like, oh, she's like what a diva what a diva that she doesn't want to be like harassed by british tabloids or that she doesn't want to like you know have to be quiet and and close her you know shut her voice and right she wants a career she wants a career have and i don't think she, I, I don't think she realized that going into all this i think she thought like this is going to be amazing you know acting's fun but what i really love is my charity work and i'll get to do my charity work and help people full time and i'm sure if I had to guess, that was what was going through her head yes. in terms of how my life will change. She's like, I love this guy, Harry. He's amazing. He's so nice. He does so many good things in the world. He's very fun. And this also sounds exciting. And she loves fashion. And she like had a lot of British friends. And I'm sure she, you know, she did a lot of charity work before she met him. And if I had to guess, she was thinking, this is great. I will get to do charity work full time. And then she quickly realized that, yes, that is your full time job, but you also do not have a voice and can't stick up for things that you believe in. And you're basically silenced. Like we don't hear from Kate Middleton. We don't know. She's like, she's like a little Barbie doll. Like we don't know who. who and she you keep hearing is. about William cheating on her and she just has to like put a happy face yeah. on. And yeah. And, and I don't know if it. William's cheating on her, but, mm. but she's just like, she's, she does not have much of a voice right and like what can prepare you for that there's you you can see it on a piece of paper but to actually live it is another thing yeah totally and and she can't really go out in her like yoga clothes to walk her dog she's supposed to there's you know certain royal attire you're supposed to wear she has a driver you can't just like get in your car and like go places like i think she probably felt like suffocated almost exhaustingly from the lack of freedom so this is what This is what Rhonda also writes. She says, the thing is, the plot of Cinderella and all other fairy tales ends at the royal wedding. We never see into Cinderella's future. We assume they go on to a lifetime of happiness, but we don't actually know. Because fairy tale princesses don't have futures, they can't. If they did, they'd lose their magical aura. In the future, they would have to age and maybe morph into one of the few very undesirable older fairy tale characters. Evil stepmother, the vengeful queen, the witch... The crone, when real life women enter this ancient storyline, they they become the negative. They become the villain. Isn't right. that fascinating? Once they start to have opinions. Once they start to have opinions, for sure. So now Megan, you know, wanted to escape this oppressive family and 
she felt destroyed. She felt silenced. And so this is like a real life princess story of a princess that's strong enough to realize I don't want actually this. This this is not my happily ever after. This is not the happily ever after that I want because it doesn't actually exist. So I don't know. It's just like a lesson to all of us that we have this idea of, oh, if we just like meet that one guy, then everything will be perfect and everything will be... Which is why at three months into my relationship, I'm pressuring this man to marry me. <laughs> exactly. That too. That too. So I don't know. They're, they want out of this tyrannical system and I think it's great. I don't know why they're getting any hate for wanting out of this this pretend fairy tale happily ever after that doesn't exist. Like she wants to have a voice. She wants some of her freedom back. And I don't think she realized what she was signing away when she signed the contract like Little Mermaid did when she lost her voice. Agreed. Oh, I feel very passionate about this. Yes. And and the the BS of happily ever after in fairy tales in general, which is why I rewrote all of them. And I'm just grateful that uh, people like Rhonda Garalek are talking about how these mo- our modern day princess, M- Megan, fits into this narrative. You need like a f- to add a forward to your book all about Meghan Markle. I really should. <laughs> all right. Thanks for letting me stand on my little soapbox. Of for course. All right. It's time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Great time for a Lola commercial because I'm on my period three days early and thank God I had my Lola, Angela. Yeah, it is very convenient to have Lola went with the subscription situation. It's just always around. You never have to worry about running out. We love that. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Uh, Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Our subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible, so you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. We love Lola, and we know that you guys will too. We're hooking it up for 30% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola.com and enter single 30 when you subscribe. That's 30% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola.com and enter single 30 when you subscribe. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Beta Brand. Getting ready for work and deciding if today is a stylish day or a comfortable day? Now, thanks to Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pant, you don't have to decide. You know, this is great for me because I've been going to yoga class and then going straight to work and you know if you have like your dress pant yoga pant you could just wear the same pants you don't have to bring an extra set of clothes it's like a whole great thing yeah i mean maybe you want another like shirt and not your sports bra whatever but just like less stuff to carry around when you go straight to work 
yeah, I feel like I'm always more creative and more productive when I'm comfy. So thank God for Beta Brand. They are stylish, comfortable, professional attire. You shouldn't have to just pick one. With Beta Brand, you never have to sacrifice comfort or function for style. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and stay wrinkle-free. They have all the style of dress pants with the stretch, fit, and feel of yoga pants. Whatever your style, Beta Brand has the pants to match. You can choose from dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles like boot cut, straight leg, skinny. They even have a pair with eight, yes, eight pockets. I can never get enough pockets. Neither can the creators of these pants. <laughs> right now we're hooking it up. Our listeners can get 20% off your first order when you go to betabrand.com slash single. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash single. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Go to betabrand, that's B-E-T-A, brand.com slash single for 20% off. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, we have two listeners who are both kind of dealing with trust issues in different ways. So first up, we have our listener, Julia. And Julia writes, I was in a relationship with a hardcore cheating, lying narcissist to the T for two years. It was mostly awful. He had a whole other relationship with another woman for the first year. I chose to forgive and try to forget it. And almost another year later, I discovered he had a grinder account and was cheating on me with men of all ages and several trans women. I have no problem with people's sexual or romantic preferences, but obviously this is not okay with me and I finally broke up with him. My questions are, is this something I'm going to have to worry about now? <laughs> These men having a secret yearning for a cock? My best friend had the same problem with her husband. Also, any tips on dating and avoiding potential cheating narcissists in the future? I'm so scared. Such a horrible overall experience. Okay. Hmm. So hmm. this happened to my friend too. <laughs> That's not helping. <laughs> I know. This happened to my friend too with actually two boyfriends uh, in oh. a row. And it, it was so unfortunate because I wanted to be like, this is a one-time thing. Like, you do not have a sign on your head that says, like, date she me if you're actually yeah. into dudes. But then it happened with the second guy. It's really unfortunate. So, okay, this would be my advice. My friend, now when she dates, is is very skeptical of guys because she does have this baggage. And it's a part of what I believe it's our animal instinct that we learn from trauma and we learn from our mistakes. And if we, you know, are, I'm not an anthropologist, but like it makes sense that if we ate this berry and it made us sick or this <laughs> like we're not going to go back to that tree and eat the berry again. So, of course, you learn from your mistakes. And so even though it wasn't her mistake, it's just something that happened to her. She's she's now very skeptical when it comes to guys, but I would say the thing you're doing right is being aware of it. And so going into relationships, I think you can be very open with the person and say, like, I want to fully trust you and I don't want to put my baggage on you. This thing happened to me and it like, you know, getting cheated sucks. Also, the way it happened just made me realize that I didn't even know the person that I was dating at all and like didn't know what they were actually in interested in or into and who they were as a person. Maybe they didn't even know that. So I, you know, I'm just going to ask you that the communication maybe be a little stronger or like if you are out and about, maybe like just check in with me. And it's not because I don't trust you. It's because I did have this past thing that happened to me and I'm going to do my best to trust you. But you just being aware of it will hopefully 
hopefully if you start to have any doubts in new relationships or you start to have any jealousy tendencies or you start doubting the person, just take a breath and be like, what is the evidence for this? And is this just my own insecurity from what happened in the past? Or is this new person dating actually being shady? And is it something I should look into? Yeah, absolutely everything. Like when we break get into the reason of the week later in the episode, that's like a big part of it is I think like there's a difference between learning from your bad experiences and then taking what you've learned and growing and applying it to new relationships and thriving from that information versus having your baggage or your things from the past holding you back from moving on and blaming new people for past experiences. So yeah, there's definitely a lot to learn here. I'm sure there were red flags. Obviously there was because you caught him once cheating and then you gave him another chance, which maybe you won't do again in the future. Um, But I'm sure there were other red flags and like those are things that you need to avoid in future people. But yeah, you can't just assume there's no reason to think that every man out there. No. Uh, and it, it would feel really bad being on the other side of that and having somebody always think that always be jealous or always like I'm talking about like if, if, if I'm your future boyfriend, like that would feel really bad to me if you distrust me even though I didn't do anything like it's some other dude that did did stuff so just you know try to go into relationships with trust because you know being distrustful or being jealous it's not going to prevent anything so just it's better to just go into it with an open heart and like for me you know I've dated someone that had been cheated on and they never ever made me feel like they distrusted me. If anything, I'd be like, why are you never jealous of me? <laughs> so I always appreciated that, especially knowing their past and knowing what they went through to know that they always trusted me and yeah. didn't and didn't put the baggage that, that had happened to them on me. And I think when you meet a new person that you're interested in, don't rush to be exclusive with that person and commit to that person. Like get to know them really well before you guys put a label on things and, you know, have them earn your trust. Right. All right, what else we got? Okay, next up we have Claire. Claire writes, I've been with my boyfriend for about nine months and I love him so much because he's so loving and supportive and he checks my five must-haves. If you don't know what the must-haves are, that's from a guest we had on a relationship expert named Andrea Seertash and she has her must-haves and must-nots list. So go back and listen to that episode or just Google Andrea's and her (laughs) must-haves list. Yeah. Yeah, it is really great advice. But so she says... Uh, He checks all the five must-haves, but he has a lot of insecurities, which I try not to let ruin our relationship. P.S. I use all of your advice when it comes to relationships. For example, have your own lives, but together, not talk all the time, have our friends and pretty much everything else you say. Oh, good. We hope it's helpful. Great. Um, But his insecurities are tiring. To get a better understanding of his insecurities, he's four years younger than me. I'm 25 and he's 21, but he's generally more mature than most 21-year-olds. He's been cheated on twice in his past relationships which he repeatedly brings up. He always thinks I'm going to leave him for someone better, someone with more money, even though I keep telling him that if that's the case, I wouldn't have dated him in the first place. He's from Germany, so he's been dealing with getting a visa. Right now, he's getting his master's, so he's secure for a couple more years, but that brings up another insecurity. He doesn't like the school he's at. He doesn't think it's going to help him get a job in the future. He is just completely insecure about his life right now and thinks I'm the only good thing in it 
that's not good. Um, well, that's just a lot for you to carry. Yeah, you can't be his and everything. That, yeah, that's a lot for you. I just want to like take a pause here. Yeah. This is a lot for you to carry for someone to say you're the only good thing. Because, you know, what if you're annoyed at him one day? What if you're upset at him? He's going to be like, oh, this is confirming all my suspicions that you don't like me. And that's just not fair. That's not fair to you. I have one of my best friends dated a guy that's like four or five years younger than her. They're now married with a kid. I think there was a, probably a lot of insecurity on his part. She makes more money than than him, has a successful business. and But, you know, instead of being being insecure about it, I think he, he was able to change his mind and be like, I'm dating this fucking badass. Like, slightly, you know, he'll make jokes about, like, my older, my hot, hot successful older woman. Like, and, and he loves it and she loves it. She's got, like, her hot young little candy and they have a, they have a kid together now and they're so happy and and he was just able to change his mindset and so i think you kind of have to have a talk with him and say look i need you to stop bringing up how you got cheated on because that's not that's not me i didn't do that to you and stop putting that on me because it's exhausting and you need to tell him kind of what you just said to us and it does sound like he's not happy with other things in his life, which that might be a whole nother issue. He might honestly just not be ready to be in a relationship with you until he's happy with other things in his life, which actually is where my friend's now husband was at the time. He was also in school and not really happy with where he was in life, but they worked through it together and like she really liked him and um, they stayed together until he graduated and was able to get a job and and then they got married. And like I said, everything worked out. So it can totally work out. I think he just needs to stop putting you on this pedestal and putting all this pressure on you and and putting his insecurities that you're going to leave him for someone else. I would be like, I'm not going to leave you for someone else, but I don't I I can't see into the future. <laughs> like I'm with you now and I'm choosing to be with you now, but I really don't like when you keep on bringing up the fact that this that you got cheated on. I want you to be able to talk about your past with me, but don't put that on me. Yeah, I mean it's insulting. It may it's implying that you are doing something that is making him feel insecure when you're not, which is going to get exhausting for you. And just say to him, like, I want you to work on the other aspects of your life and stop, you know, freaking out so much about our relationship. I think actually you would feel a lot more secure in us if you were happy with these other areas of your relation of your life. And whether that's like looking to transfer into schools, looking to change your major, whatever it is, or just seeing like, okay, what do I want to do after school? Should I get an internship? But Look, try to get secure in other aspects of your life and you will feel better about us. Yeah, your success should inspire him to want to meet you at your level and he shouldn't be making you feel bad about any of your successes because that's a person dragging you down rather than coming to meet you at your level. 100%. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is bringing old baggage to new relationships. So yes, every relationship, even the bad ones, have something to teach us. I really do believe I've learned something valuable from every one of my terrible breakups. Um, and while we should apply that knowledge to relationships moving forward, we shouldn't let the fear of history repeating itself hold us back. Sometimes if you keep thinking the same bad things are going to happen, it can kind of be a self-fulfilling prophecy. A hundred percent. If you're like this guy, this last guy from the, you know, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me for someone better. Yeah. 
of course she's going to eventually do that with someone that's so annoying and always saying that. Like, yeah, I would want to leave someone that says that to me all the time too. But if you didn't say that shit and like had a little more confidence and weren't so annoying, then she probably would be a little happier. So you keep telling her that she's going to leave you is going to make her leave you. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it is not a pleasant way to spend your time with somebody to be constantly accused of something that you haven't done. Um, So ways to avoid doing this, I would say don't rush too quickly into something serious if you aren't ready, if you're still hung up on like having been cheated on, work through those insecurities on your own before you get really serious with a new person. Um, If your ex cheated on you, take what you learned and let it help you pick a new partner. But once you're with them, you cannot punish them for the past mistakes of your ex. Absolutely. Nothing is worse than feeling blamed for something you didn't do. You all, you have to know that people come with a history and that's why it's good to talk about your past with your new partners. But, you know, but don't, yeah, don't put, don't punish somebody else for someone else's mistakes. Yeah. So just learn to look for the red flags that, um, that maybe now in hindsight you could see led to the problems in your past relationship and try and avoid those when yeah. you're looking for a new partner. And be honest with yourself about what your relationship triggers are and how and when to spot them. And you can also talk to your new partner about that. You can say, hey, I know you're probably wondering why I got upset over this weird thing about how I had to book our tickets and, you know, on a trip instead of you and it made me upset and that must have been really bizarre for you. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have gotten mad at you, but let me explain. My ex was such a baby and like could never do anything himself. And I always had to take care of everything like bills, utilities, booking tickets. So that's why this triggered me and it's not your fault. And then just explain your triggers to other people. So they're not totally caught off guard. And it's easy when you're in your own head to forget that the other person in your relationship doesn't know all that and doesn't know every step of your history. So you're just like getting mad and it's kind of assuming that they should know why you're mad, but they don't. And you kind of have to stop and be self-aware and be like, okay, maybe I should explain. I should give further context for why I'm upset here. And I think that does go a, a far way. Yep. Any other last advice? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, we solved it. We just, solved the problem. We solved it. Yeah. I mean, just the more time you spend with a new partner building trust, the more the old partner will become a distant memory. Yes. And on that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Like we said, bad past relationships should be lessons, not roadblocks. They can even be more than lessons if you turn them into songs. Like one of my idols, Carrie Fisher, once said, take your broken heart and make it into art. So I'm going to read a breakup lyric and Laura has to guess what song it is. And she gets bonus points if she knows which famous person the song is about. In a game, I know, in a game we call So Long in a Song. All right, hit me with it. Okay, first the lyric. You don't have to say what you did. I already know. I found out from him. Now you now there's just no chance for you and me. They'll never be. And don't it make you sad about it. Can I get a hint? Um, this is two one nineties pop idol to another. He was cheated on. Uh Jessica uh, Nick Lachey about Jessica Simpson. <laughs> No, but good guess because they've been all up in the in the, the news. news lately. She wrote a book about it. She wrote like a memoir. Yeah. Yes, but no, it's Justin Timberlake about Britney Spears and the song "Cry Me a River." Oh, I should have known that. Don't it make you sad about it? 
I should have right, done it else? in his falsetto. Um, okay, next lyric. My mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. Oh, my God. I should know this. My mama don't like you, and she likes, and she likes everyone. My mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. I don't know. <laughs> but you know the song. I know the song. Um, so, yeah, you got that one wrong. It is the song Love Yourself by Justin Bieber, and it's about Selena Gomez. Okay, that's what I was going to guess, but I was like, why would his mom not like Selena Gomez? I know, right? That doesn't make any sense. So I was like, that logically can't make sense, so that can't be the answer, but it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? Uh, okay, I'm going to show you tonight I'm all right, I'm just fine, and you're a tool. I have no idea. Really? This is one of my faves. This is the I'm song. How did this game? So What by Pink. And it's about Carrie Hart, who was her ex at the time, but then they worked it out and they got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, they got like remarried or who knows. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, they're, what else? They're still got? together. So there's hope sometimes. Good for um, Okay, next lyric. Dear John, I see it all now that you're gone. Don't you think I was too young? Taylor Swift about John Mayer. You I got just, it. I just watched the Taylor Swift documentary, so it's fresh <laughs> in my head. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Also, what? it's Dear John. And yes. You, look, you got two points. Um, okay. Days like this, I want to drive away, pack my bags, and watch your shadow fade. You chewed me up and spit me out like I was poison in your mouth. I don't know. That is the Katy Perry song, Part of Me, about Russell Brand. Oh. Yes. I was very interested in their little breakup and her I know. story. I mean, now I don't care, but at the time it was so weird. I'm so dumb. I remember reading like an interview with them about their wedding and being like, yeah, they're really meant to be together. They're, I know. Those same. kids are going to work it out. I remember thinking, I was like, they're in it for the long haul. And then, yeah. And no. then not. I think he asked for a divorce via text message. Yeah. Uh, fucked up, but she got a good song out of it. Okay. F- oh, this is the final lyric. Okay. Make it or break it. Make um, it or break it. <laughs> I think I have a <laughs> F in this class this could this could uh, I, I will let you win the game if you get this one oh, okay great. i'm sorry miss no jackson pressure. i am for real I never meant real. to make your daughter cry i apologize a trillion I times apologize sorry miss jackson Ooh, i am for real i don't know <laughs> i'm really bad at knowing bands but once again you knew the, the song, song. <laughs> i will give you a half a point for knowing the beat <laughs> um but that was Andre 3000 about Erica Badu in the song Miss Jackson. It was actually about Erica Badu and her mom. And I, I watched Erica Badu's mom is Miss Jackson. Ms. Jackson. Okay. And I watched an interview I would not have known with that. Erica Badu and she said her mom loved the song and got a license plate for her car that said Miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so they never got back together, but he made her mom happy. With I mean, the song. it was a whole song to the mom being like, I'm really sorry for right. what I did to your daughter. That's a good way to apologize yeah. to a parent. There aren't a lot of breakup songs in that genre of apologizing to the parent of the person. And as hurt. they should. If someone yeah. hurts Rilo, I will kill them. Exactly. <laughs> Unless they write a really good song about you. Um, well, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. You can also purchase my book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling, and other feminist fairy tales, also available in all those places. Yeah, now that you're all riled up about Meghan Markle, you got to read the book. Um, you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, and thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye! Bye. 
That was a HeadGum Podcast.